Again, taking the first few moments of the sitting to settle into a relaxed and alert posture. And again, taking note of how the environment is experienced or what is known about the environment. Releasing any obvious holding or tension in the body. Settling onto the sitting bones. And relaxing the mind. Letting go of any agenda that is other than just acknowledging the present moment's experience. At the beginning of the sitting, it's also helpful to remind ourselves what it is that we're actually doing. During this period of time, we're just developing awareness of moment by moment experience. Even if we begin with a chosen object like the breath or posture as the meditative object, There'll be many moments throughout the sitting when we are, when our attention is drawn to some other experience, sounds in the room, other sensations in the body, thoughts in the mind, emotions in the heart. So when our attention is caught or called to these other experiences, we also want to acknowledge them even if just briefly. So using a primary object is the anchor for our attention, or I should say our intention and attention. But when the intention weakens and the attention wanders, we also want to begin to recognize What else is being known? Most noticeably, when strong and or unpleasant sensations in the body call our attention, be willing to open and receive the feelings of numbness or pressure or aching or sharpness. Being willing is a large part of our practice. Being willing to be here for this present moment. So check your attitude often throughout the sitting. 
Are you willing to be here to experience this moment? It may be very familiar and mundane like the breath. It may be very unpleasant like discomfort in the body. It may be very emotionally challenging. Sometimes memories or emotions arise. These things happen due to their own causes and conditions. We don't make them happen. We can't stop them from happening. Our practice is just to be aware of them when they do arise. At least noticing, recognizing if possible. We attend to each present moment in order to know it. What is it that we're learning about this moment of breathing in, breathing out, or this moment of experiencing discomfort in the body, or this moment of dullness in the mind, or restlessness in the body? What can we learn about the nature of restlessness? What do we know about the nature of sloth and torpor? We observe in order to be present moment by moment and also to understand this is the nature of the body. This is the nature of the mind. This is the way it is for me, for now. So check to see that you have an attitude of willing observation of the present moment. Remaining open, receptive, feeling the present moment and acknowledging it. This is the way it is. And if there is a reaction in the mind of aversion or disliking or irritation, recognizing that. Or if there's some agenda, some anticipation, some hope, some struggle to create a preferred experience, recognize that, the agenda. While the primary object is where we intentionally direct our attention, the mind quite naturally notices many other experiences. Recognize them. See if there's a willingness to experience them, to feel them. Be willing to refresh your attention many times throughout the sitting, as if beginning again, even with a very familiar object. Just do the best you can. Let that be good enough.
Hello, do you have any comments about your practice or any questions about practice? Yeah, so the comment is about seeing a plate full of food and the next time you look it's completely empty and wondering (laughs) what happened to it. Uh, You know, eating is a good meditation. You know, food is good. And it's really, you know, it's easy to get lost in the, you know, the, the lusting for the food, the just, you know, devouring it. So take the opportunity to make that a practice and really to bring the same precision of attention and the same continuity of intention or effort to the eating as you do to the walking or to the sitting and to really uh, see how much food you actually eat and how much words you actually eat and how much fantasies you actually eat. Because a lot of the time, you know, when we are shoveling food into the mouth, we're not really there for it. Our mind is elsewhere, thinking about other things, and it's not really very present. So uh, it can be really uh, quite uh, fascinating and revealing to to make uh, one of the meals a day, or or all the meals, uh, an eating meditation, which means really uh, taking note of when you see, you're seeing, when you smell, you're smelling, when you are lifting, the load, loading the utensil, you're loading, and then you're lifting, and then you're bringing it to your mouth. And if you don't have the intention to open your mouth, you'll stick it in your nose. <laughs> so you have to have the intention to open your mouth, you know, and then you've got to have the intention to put it in there, and then you've got to have the intention to close your mouth, then you've got to have the intention to withdraw the utensil, and then you have to decide, are you going to lower the utensil to the table before you start chewing, or what? And if, you know, all, there's a lot happening there. And if you pay very close attention, you'll start to see just, well, you'll see all that. You'll also see all the thoughts, feelings, and fantasies, and reactions that you have to the eating process itself, which may be surprising. Some people say that, you know, mindfulness will ruin a good meal <laughs> because you can't just kind of indulge with, you know, kind of a lot of lusting desire. It's like you have to pay attention. So I invite you to uh, make uh, a meal a day a practice, you know, and you can take as long as it takes, you know, uh, if it takes an hour to, to eat a meal, that, that's okay. You know, the dishes will get washed next time around. That's okay. Just along that same vein, I, I've noticed that mealtime is sort of a microcosm of 
attachment, uh, aversion, and neutrality. When I eat something I like, I'm immediately thinking, I wish I'd taken more of this. <laughs> There's things that I don't like that I wish I hadn't taken at all. And then things that I really don't care too much about. Yeah, the plate is a real uh, mandala of our mind, isn't it? <laughs> and and it's interesting also just even at the beginning you know you're sitting in here from 11:30 to 12 yeah just you can you can watch the anticipation the excitement the like <laughs> it's like when's the bell going to ring and i want to get to the head of the line because i don't know why but i just do and and then you see oh the left line is longer the right line is shorter i think i'll go there and then when you see the food, you know, oh, it's quinoa. <laughs> or, oh, hey, it's salad again. Yay. Or whatever. <laughs> you know. And just to watch, uh, you know, there's just, the mind is kind of um, nakedly obvious uh, around meals. If we watch, if we pay attention. Yeah. stillness or the attempt to be still, I'm, uh, I became aware yesterday in particular of an incredible aversion I have to being in the now. <laughs> okay, and aversion so, to being in the now. Yes. And so how I go off and plan, and schedule, and travel the world, I mean, everywhere. Sure. Just, and then with all the intention to come back, yeah. which I do. Yeah. And then I find myself somewhere else again. Yeah. And it's just, um, I mean, then I moved to sound, and I flew away with a crow. Yeah. You know, he yeah. made three sounds, and I flew away, and all of a sudden, I was somewhere else. Yeah. And it's, it's a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I kind of want like to be on a te the end of a tether ball, you know. The, the, I am, I yeah. guess. The breath is the tether. But it's um, the awareness of how uh, the, the condition, the habitu habitual pattern mm. of So the comment is, she's noticed how little she's actually present, right? And how, you know, how much traveling the mind does while trying to sit still. Right? And the mind is all over the place, into the past, into the future, elsewhere on planet Earth, and otherwise. Well, as Kamala's uh, elderly friend on Maui has reminded us, when you're not in the now, you're in the ow. <laughs> it's like, ouch, ow, ow. You know, we're off into all kinds of, sometimes fascinating and delightful places, but just as often, it's off into dread and anxiety and frustration and anger and, and, and things like that. So, well, I want to say two things. That's the way it is. Okay, so when you notice that, is that okay? Can, can you just say, well, you know what? That's the way it is. 
And then sometimes I start to count <laughs> or, or do something to, um, I'm not sure. Okay. The goal in our practice is not to have the intention and the agenda to stop that. Because if you have the agenda, I'm going to stop wandering mind. The mind you can see what happens. I'm going to stop wandering. <laughs> the mind gets tight. The fist gets tight. The jaw gets tight. The eyes kind of narrow and get kind of squinty. And the mind goes the same way. So first we just have to say, you know what? I'm noticing, wow, the mind is really restless. It is here. It's there. Then, if you can have a balanced what relationship, response to that, rather than a reaction of judgment, aversion, impatience, then you can actually just say, okay, where, where's the mind gone? Well, it's off into desire. It's off into fear. It's off into judgment. It's off into whatever else. You can actually notice what is going on in the mind as it's restlessly roaming about elsewhere. Then, if you notice that, then you're present. It's okay. It's good that you notice. Don't, don't get upset by it, but just notice it. Just really make, make a point of acknowledging planning, futuring, remembering, fantasizing. And when doing that, notice the quality of your relationship. I like this. I don't like this. I'm frustrated by this. I'm disappointed in that. I'm, you know, no, notice the nature of frustration, disappointment, fantasy, indulgence, irritation. If you don't pay attention, you won't notice. Once you notice, then you've got to deal with it. You know, as as uh, my teacher, or one of our teachers in Burma says, Saito Utejani, he says, the mind is not yours, but you're responsible for it. Uh, you can't decide where you, you can't always choose where the mind goes and what it knows and what, it, what comes up in the mind. You, you, know, you can't control that. But once it arises, oh, then you've got to deal with it. So, the mind is not yours, but you're responsible to take care of it. And that's what we're doing here, is we're seeing that all kinds of conditioned stuff comes up. Well, then we have to take care of it in a responsible way, watching our reactions so that we don't get entangled in more aversion or desire or judgment. But just really understanding, oh, this is, this is the, the way it is. This is the nature of the mind to, to think. Hmm, okay. This is a natural activity of the mind to think. Don't make thoughts the problem. Thoughts are not the problem. It's the uh, inability to recognize them. That's the problem. Or the unwillingness to recognize them. That's the problem. Yeah. Um, yesterday during my walking meditation, when I um, was doing the very slow walking, yes. Um, at first, I, I felt like I was concentrating so hard, um, and I, I really, when, especially when I slowed down, I noticed there were so many different things going on, yeah. the lifting and the placing, lifting, placing, happening at the same time, and then the moving. Um, I felt I, my mind was um, felt pretty tight and concentrating so much so that I got a little bit dizzy after just one pass, uh, one lap. And then I... I um, uh, changed, uh, I just um, sped up a little bit and I felt uh, sort of my body going in more of an automatic pilot, um, yes. slightly faster and um, was sort of more noticing 
um, I guess, yeah, noticing rather than, I had a feeling of noticing rather than controlling, perhaps, mm -hmm. and concentration. But the second time when I was going a little bit on automatic pilot, it also felt, I don't know, I felt like I was being a little bit less mindful because I wasn't noticing all the details. So I was wondering if you were yeah. coming up. You know, it, it's, uh, the comment is about walking meditation and when she was walking very slowly yesterday, was noticing a lot of detail, you know, in, in the, the lifting, moving, placing of both, both, both legs, both feet. Uh, but she got a little bit uh, kind of disoriented, a little dizzy, a little uh, kind of like losing, losing her balance. So she kind of walked a little faster, and then it seemed a little bit more like automatic pilot and then recognized that she was missing a lot of what was going on. Both of those experiences are, are pretty common in, in practice, and we want to try to adjust our efforting. Whatever pace we're walking, we want to adjust our efforting. So rather than forcing yourself to walk really slow and, you know, just ending up being tight in the mind, tight in the body, and maybe losing your balance, see if you can relax the body and walk let's say, at a pace that you feel you can be mindful at. Knowing that as you develop more continuity to the awareness, you may quite naturally slow down. But to force yourself to just uh, creep around, if the mindfulness isn't quite kind of like naturally there, can, can be a lot of pressure on the body, pressure on the mind. So see if you can relax the body and relax the mind and walk. And you can walk normal pace, a little less than normal. And at times you make it very, very micro, uh, micro pace. Uh, the automatic pilot is a little bit a different phenomena. Um, sometimes when we get, you know, kind of walking in a rhythm and we're just kind of, da -da -da, you know, we can be, we're not even knowing left, right, left, right. We're going, you know, Pepsi-Cola, Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola. <laughs> and we're kind of in a rhythm. What we're actually, we're, we're kind of into the pleasantness of rhythm rather than actually feeling and recognizing the quality of sensations in the lifting, moving, placing. So just look to see when you feel like you're in automatic you're on automatic pilot walking. What is it that you're really feeling? You know, what is it that you're feeling? Are you feeling the sensations in the leg? Are you feeling kind of a pleasantness of a rhythm? Are you, or what? Hmm? Or sometimes it gets kind of mantra-like in the mind. You know, it's just a, a kind of repetitive sound that's so, we get kind of hip, hypnotized by it, or we get into a hypnagogic state. And that's not the direction we're really going. So see if you can uh, kind of step back and actually contact the sensations in the body as you're lifting, placing, or lifting, moving, placing. Yeah. A couple of uh, announcements today. You'll see that we have put up a list of people that we'll see today, some of you in groups and some of you individually. During the course of the retreat, all of you will be seen every other day. If you're not scheduled to be seen today, you will be scheduled to be seen tomorrow. So they'll have check-ins every other day. And during the course of the retreat, you'll see each of us three teachers 
twice in a group and once individually. Just given the numbers of um, people here, we're just not able to do all individual check-ins all the time. So, to the best you can with, with that. In the reporting, or in when you come to check-in, we know you're all very interesting, exciting people with just fascinating personal histories that we would just love to kind of get caught up on. However, we only have a short period of time. And since you're here to do the practice and to learn the practice, maybe that's what we'll keep as a topic. So to the extent that you can tell us about your experience here practicing, how you hear the instructions, how you practice, what your experiences are, things, experiences that are difficult or challenging, or experiences that seem to be really uh, like good practice or what you'd call really good practice. If you can tell us that, then we can get a we can get an idea of how you're doing and give you some more precise or more individual instructions or explanation if needed, inspiration if needed, encouragement, whatever it is. The instructions we offer in the hall are pretty generic, suitable for everyone, but all of you have your own individual experience and if you can relate that to us, we can offer you uh, more specific to you guidance. So I encourage you to uh, kind of think about what it is you want to say before you come. Lay it out and give us an opportunity to respond. And then in that way you'll really get, uh, use your time wisely. Uh, those who are seen individually have just 10 minutes. So please watch your time. 10 minutes is plenty of time to get uh, the important stuff out and important response in. We used to do it in 10 minutes when it's being translated in both directions with our teacher in Burma. So in English, if you really pare down uh, what it is you want to say and really think carefully uh, about what would be most helpful to know, you'll, you'll make best use of your, your time. Okay? While we won't be in the hall sitting for the next two sittings this morning, there are practice leaders, someone who will be ringing the bell so you don't have to worry about Sitting for the rest of the morning, you can, you can know that the bell will be rung at the appropriate time. Okay. Are you going to do metta this afternoon? Yeah. So this afternoon there will be a guided uh, meditation in the afternoon. I don't know if I understood you correctly. If we didn't see you in a group yesterday, we should see you in a group today? No. Ah. Yesterday, off the chart, off the map. We're starting uh, the regular route, regular schedule of check-ins today. Some of you, half of you are being seen today. The other half will be seen tomorrow. If you're not on the list today, look to see if you're on the list tomorrow. If you're not on either one, well, we don't know you're here. <laughs> but uh, we got 99 people on those two lists, so you, you should one, one of those names should be yours. So, okay. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> At the end of the retreat, if you don't show up on a, on a list, you weren't here. <laughs> okay. Have a good day, practice. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.